What's happening? Season two, episode 15. It's Contracts a Cut, presented by Bobby D Presents. Man, I got one of them very, very special guests today. I'm talking about I got super producer. I mean, you can't say hits and, and hit makers without including this brother's name. I got hit the kid in the building, everybody. Popping, popping. Appreciate you, man. Man, bro, you work with not just some of my favorite artists, but you work with some of the world's favorite artists, bro. From, I mean, from Jaden Smith to uh, to let me look at my list because you worked with so many from Nav to Young Thug to Two Chains to just the list goes on. You still relevant to this day, bro. I respect it, bro. You got the hunger and and humbleness about yourself that that test lasts the test of time. No, thank you, man. I appreciate it, bro. Real. So, so how you been a long time? What you said? So, so how you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good, bro. You know, just, just trying to duck this virus, just being low key right now. But um, it's kind of crazy when you mention those names. You know, I don't really like stop to think about it. You know, I'm just so laser focused on what I got to do. You know, but um, it's definitely a blessing, man, for sure. Yeah, no, that's a quality trait that a lot of people don't have in them. They don't realize you got to stay focused on the tunnel to getting all these things out. But at the same time, I want to slow it down and make sure you get your flowers for everything that you have done, bro. You've done incredible work. No, thank you, man. I appreciate you. Appreciate so you. Love, bro. So I love. So I got this quote and I want to know if it relates to you or if it doesn't and how. So I'm going to let the quote go out and then we go from there. Money and success don't change people. They merely amplify what is already there. Will Smith. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I would have to agree with that. I'd have to agree with that, man. I actually heard that before, but I think like, I don't think money really changes you. Um, I, I think like it does amplify who you are, but I think you have a decision to make like when you start getting success um, as far as like how you're gonna how are you gonna move you know what i'm saying so i think everyone's different at the same time but like a lot of the times yeah what's inside is gonna expand out you know yes sir that's sure. facts, bro. That's deep it lets you know that that the mineral rights to what you got going on is more than just with the property it's it's the oil underneath yeah absolutely man that's what makes you up bro yeah so it leads to my next segment and it's an origin question. It's, it's, did the game choose you or did you choose the game? Man, like, I feel like the game chose me, man. Cause people gotta understand, like, even as far as 2018, man, like end of 2018, I was in a bad place, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't really have any placements, wasn't working with nobody. Like I'd been grinding for like three, four years on YouTube, um, sending out hella beats, like, I was getting screwed over left and right, you know, by producers, artists, like, and then, you know, I just, one day, man, I just, um, it started with the Creed 2 soundtrack. I found out I had a placement on that in 2019. And this is at the time when, like, I was still sleeping in the studio, still, like, I was literally, like, pulling over for gas because I ran out of gas on the highway type shit on my way to the studio, like, those times, you know? And um, I was just like, wow, that's crazy. And it just motivated me, man. I'm like, okay, yo, like I can really like get in the game. And I just kept pushing and pushing. 
and that led to all these other blessings coming in but so like i feel like um to a certain extent it was destined for sure i definitely believe that so creek two was that like your your confirmation placement or was there a bigger placement after that where it was like no i'm here to stay this is my calling i think i think um once i hit thug you know what I'm saying? Once I hit thug, I was just like, yeah, like, nah, this is, this is really real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Cause I knew that album was going to go crazy from when it came out. I knew it was going to be a plaque. So I'm like, oh man, you know, going crazy now. For real. So it's definitely a blessing, man. Wow. Wow. And that was the moment. Now, do you get excited or do you excited every time? Cause you seem like very humble, bro. Like, you could have a million dollars in front of you and it's yours and you'd be like, that's my million dollars, it's normal. Yeah. I mean, it's just the way I am, bro. Anyone who knows me, I'm just very like nonchalant, low key, you know? But like, I, I've always been confused by this state. Like everyone just says, oh, you're so humble. But it's just like, I've always been confused by that. Cause it's like, like does having money and success give you the right to like, act a certain way like is that never does that give you the right to like you know treat people a certain way it's just like what's what's the standard that you're that you're talking about when you say like oh you're so humble like i feel like this is the way you should be you know what i'm saying like that's just that's the way i see it i've always been kind of confused by that you know but um yeah bro like but i just i try to keep my head on brother answer that a gift of humility is something that I feel like is a power from God because it allows you to slow down and process what's going on versus reacting and having different impulses. And a lot of the time people are not programmed to slow down and and, and think that way. Like it's just it's a gift, bruh. And I'm just, you know, a right. lot of because it's in you, bruh, and it's not on you, you're not gonna see it. Like you put on you put on your hat, you put on your sweater, whoopty whoop, everything, you can see it. But what's in you, the only way it comes out is when you do it. And that's what I mean, bruh. I could feel it. I could feel you very humble. You 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 nonchalant. That's why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I fuck with you, bro. For sure, man. But yeah, man, I, I, I feel that same way too, bro. You gotta it's just the way I was raised, man. You gotta keep your head on, bro. No, and then when you have someone, bro, that's hungry enough and humble enough to sleep in the studio and continue to stay at it, like that that shows drive and determination. That's that's the boat I'm in. I, I got stories like that nonstop. Like, <laughs> but it's it's that right there is, is the heart where where a professional athlete would say, That's why I go to the gym six hours a day. You know what I mean? Versus reflection to us in the industry we want to spend as much time in the studio we want to spend as much time where it's happening at so that we can you feel me blemish and, and make things happen because don't nothing happen when you're doing nothing absolutely man you gotta stay on your grind bro for real like i just realized momentum is so important you know that's that's one of the keys man you can't you can't stop you just gotta keep keep going bro it's called heat like uh tv terminology momentum is heat and so you recognize you had that heat and you kept on saying like, let me transfer this heat. If I got this heat, heat here, let me transfer this heat here. And you got fire between all of that. And that, that's that's right. Momentum is right. Word, word, I feel that. I feel that. So 
you know, out of everything you've done, is there something where it was like, I can't believe this happened? Or like any of those type of moments where, where it's like you can grab it and be able to tell people like, you know, as much as you're going through, as much as you're fighting and being done wrong, because producers are normally the first to get done wrong and the last to get paid. Mm. You know, is there moments like that where you're like, man, I didn't think this was gonna happen and boom, it happened. Yeah, man. I mean, like, I've had a couple moments like that. You know, I, I mean, like, I remember I was at a, I was at a pizza pizza with my homie. This was like maybe four months ago, five months ago. And um, it was like 3 a.m., you know what I mean? We just went out, you know, partied, we're coming back. And then I got a DM and like, I ain't even gonna say who it's from, but like, it was from a major artist, you know what I'm saying? And I was just like, I was just like, hold on a second. I had to like check to see if it was real. I'm just like, then I saw the blue check. I'm like, bro, what? I'm just like, and, and I'm just thinking like, how does this person know about me? Like this, this was after, this was after Thug, but it wasn't to the point where I was like, yo, like everyone else picked the kid. I'm just like, damn, man. Like, I think my name's just getting around behind the scenes for real. You know what I mean? In the industry. And um, I've always felt like I'm just, I'm just slept on, you know what I'm saying? But like, I'm really just gonna, gonna wake him up out of nowhere this year, bro, for real. Like, um, the, the virus was a little bit of a setback, but like, we still, we still grinding, we still getting it, man, that's it. Man, like the reason why I fuck with producers so heavy is because you guys are the people that take blank canvases and you guys start to throw your paint on there with the different sounds and you guys leave just enough room for another artist to come in there and throw some paint on there. And then now we got masterpieces and you guys are the ones that initially take it and, and make everything like, uh, I had Diaper Goat on here and Diaper Goat was telling me like, you can go to a club and take away the beat and you got someone going acapella, is that still a party? And the answer is no, that's more like a convention. That's more like uh, uh, someone speaking. And so you right. now you go to a house party, you take away the lyrics and you just got the beat, what you got? Still a party. And so right. a lot of people forget that value. And, and you guys are the ones that are really, really Picasso with it. And like, you know what? I'm gonna leave enough room for Van Gogh just to leave a little unk on there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like the beat's gotta be a hit already every time you're sending it to an artist, you know what I'm saying? Um, I do feel like it drives it, for sure, for sure. Is there like a, a process you go through when you make a beat? Is there like, you gotta have a tea, you gotta have a coffee, you gotta have, like, is there some type of superstition you have? Um, not really, like, I just, I just do my thing whenever I'm feeling it. I, I just get in there. You know, I try not to force things. You know, just whenever I'm inspired, I'll go in. But um, one weird thing I'll do is like, I'll listen to podcasts while I'm making beats. So like, I'll listen to um, like people speaking, or I'll listen to speeches, or I'll listen to like inspirational stuff. And like a lot of people would say like, yo, like how do you do that? Like it's not distracting from making a beat, but it's actually like, it, what it does, it takes my mind off making the beat to the point where it's like, um, I know I'm not, I don't overdo the beat. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like, I can I can focus on what the person's saying, but I'm making a beat in the background. So it's like, I'm not I'm not adding too much. I'm not adding too little. And they usually turn out pretty crazy for some reason, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's just my right, thing, I guess. Same, bro. Cause you're taking motivation from someone else's speaking that's not related to what you're doing. And, mm -hmm. and, and you put it in the gumbo pot and now you got gumbo. 
exactly. <laughs> That's it. Wow. That's incredible, man. Uh, you may have more people influenced after this interview to do that. Because I guarantee you, ain't no one else thinking about that. So, no, that's dope. That's yeah, so dope. Okay. Mm -hmm. You dropped a diamond with these people. I appreciate that. Nah, no doubt, man. I got you. So, I'm going to go ahead and transition out of this because something that's big is like, you know, people get pulled over out here. And a lot of the youngsters, I've been a victim of a youngster not knowing what to do in a situation with the police. And... I ask all my guests this question because of that. And, you know, I just want the influence. And I say, when was the last time you were pulled over? And if you've never been pulled over, let me know what you're doing right so that I can have the youngsters understand what to keep on doing right so that, you feel me? Um, Last time I got pulled over, uh, like just in general? Yeah, just, just like, or, or a moment that stands out? Um, I mean, like... You know, I'm blessed to live in a, a place where I don't really deal with too much of that. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm in Toronto. There is a lot of that that goes on here, but um, you know, I'm more from I'm more from the suburbs. You know what I'm saying? So like, I didn't really have to deal with that that type of stuff. Like, we weren't we weren't rich or anything by any means, but like, my parents always made sure I was in a good area. But um, I will say I've had a couple moments where like uh, I've had cops pull up on me if I'm coming back from the club and just like. If I even even when I was just walking, and then I remember he just came up to me and started asking my questions, and then he told me I was just walking home by myself, and the cop pulled me over. I'm coming back from the club 3 a.m. He's like, "Yo, yo, you threw something at the car," and like meanwhile, I did not throw anything at the car. Like I didn't even like touch the guy or anything. He's like, "Yeah, I saw you throw something at the car, man. What was up with that?" And I'm just like, "Brother, like, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying?" And then he gets out the car, and then. He starts like asking me more questions. I'm like, bro, like I'm just trying to get home, man. Relax. And then um, I actually I escaped the situation because like one of my homies came up, and then like a couple, there like a fight broke out like somewhere near, and then like that dude just dipped my situation and went over to that situation. But um, yeah, there was definitely some racial profiling going on and shit. But, um, yeah, I just want to say, man, for anyone dealing with that, bro, like. My heart goes out to you and, and shit needs to change, you know, as far as that goes, man, because it's a real problem in the in the States and, um, you know, in Canada as well, right? But, um, you know, we, we got to deal with that for sure. Yeah, and so I just try to take the light to shine on the moments of where we survived, you know, because, you know, these moments can turn left real fast. And we could be yeah. six feet under, we could be sitting down for a term of nothing we've done, because police are allowed to lie to you. And we're not allowed to lie to them. So it's, it's, it's some faulty business that be going on. And it's important that people take their calm, cool collectedness and get through the situation and it'll be over. Right. So no, I appreciate you sharing that story, bro. That's dope. Yeah, yo, you cut out for a second. What's up? So uh, let me go ahead and get into my next segment. I do this thing called Trading Places, or as the younger people like to tell me, it's called Freaky Friday. And you know, the whole idea is that people are waking up in different bodies and life's different. And so I'm gonna bring up two iconic people's names. You let me know if it works, number one. And number two, what would life be like like that? You ready? 
Okay, explain that again. Like, you want me to say what life would be like in that person's shoes? Yeah, what would life be like if these people switch? Uh, it's called Trading Places, and I take two iconic people, and uh, I, I swap their lives, and we talk about, one, would it work? And number two, what would life be like if that happened? Okay, all right. All right, so the two people I got for you, I got Drake, Trading Places with Chuck Norris. You said Chuck Norris? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, man, like, first of all, shout out Drake, shout out OVO, shout out, shout out everyone. Go, go. Um, I don't, I mean, damn, like, I feel like, you know, I feel like Chuck Norris, Chuck Norris kind of looks like an artist a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I could, I could see him as like, a, I could see him, maybe not rapping, but I feel like, if he had Drake's talents, he would take he would take advantage of the of the singing and probably have a lot of shorties in his concerts. You know what I'm saying? But um, I don't really I don't really know what that would look like. As far as um, Chuck Norris is Drake. Uh, that's wild. That's wild. Like I mean, Drake's already an actor, so I can I can see him. I can see that might work. But no action figure acting now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Drake and Walker, Texas. Drake now. Hey man, anything is possible. <laughs> yeah, anything is possible. It'd be a funny one to. It'd be a funny one to see, man, for sure. Yeah, no, I try to have fun with that because the whole thing about having a podcast, having a show, if you, you know you listen to them, you try to be different, you try to stand out, do things differently, break some rules so that you know you got new progress. Right. Right. And that's right. something you producers do all the time, bro. I love that. I always the story of uh Beatles. What they did is uh I forget who was playing the guitar, but they kicked the uh the guitar speaker and, and you know that became the bass sound that we all use in all the hip hop today. And it's just you know it takes wow. breaking yep. rules of kicking the speaker, like what is you doing? But that sound sounds so dope to now that sounds used universally in everything. Yeah, yeah, man. And I think more producers should try and just just change the game a little bit. You know, like a lot of production sounds the same now a little bit, like especially in hip hop space. But I feel like it'd be dope if people started using different sounds and like just pushing the boundaries and, and doing different things. You know, and uh, that's definitely something I'm going to try and do this year for sure. So my next segment is called impulse q a so pretty much i got a stack of cards they don't pay us so we don't talk about the name of it but they got good questions and uh what i do is i try to like a magician pull three cards out the stack and then i ask you these questions you ready okay yep all right question number one what's something weird that you recommend everyone tries at least once um Maybe not. I would say meditation. I think that's um, it's, it's super dope. There's a lot of benefits to it, you know. So I think they want to try that. Okay. 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 I meditate a lot. It, it manifestation, prayer. That's meditation. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Question number two: Is a hot dog a sandwich, and why? Uh, nah, a hot dog is not a sandwich because, like, 
to me, a sandwich, you need two separate parts, you know, like, there's only really two elements in a hot dog, you know, there's not three, like, um, so I would say, I would have to say no, man. Fair enough, fair enough. I've never thought of a hot dog other than a hot dog, not a sandwich, like, they got a special bun for that, you feel me? Right, exactly, that's weird, bro, like, I don't know. I don't right. know how I trust all right question number three how much would someone have to pay you for your little toe my little toe yeah the pinky toe how much someone gotta pay you for that and I it's can't a real question <laughs> wow bro um well first of all like i'm gonna need enough money to to be able to surgically get a toe back so like let's say that would cost like 250 grand and then i'm gonna need another like 250 for pain and suffering so like give me half a mil and like we, we can talk you know? hey you hear that black market y'all want a, a pinky toe from a super producer I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna have to say probably probably two mil. Probably two mil. You know, but I probably wouldn't even do it for that. It's just it's just crazy, bro. Like I don't know. It, it depends how how nice the new toe would be, you know, but we'll see. Yeah, some people, bro, they don't be gifted with, with, with certain things and they be like, oh, cut it off. I'd rather be diabetic and cut it off. <laughs> I feel that. So, uh, man, what are you most excited for coming up, bro? Man, uh, I'm excited for 2021. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm excited for just pushing the boundaries, man. I have I have two incredible artists. Um, actually, I have a couple. I want to give them shout outs. Um, the, and a lot of people are going to know their name soon. There's a kid named Ziggy Supreme. Um, he's a super talented artist. Uh, this kid named Prince out of New York, who's kind of like a melodic rapper. He sounds like a little bit like a boogie, but like on a different vibe. He's going crazy. Um, I got this guy named Honcho out of Atlanta, who's super dope. Like our artist roster is so crazy, man. Like it's a blessing, and like no one even knows who these guys are. So, you know, really put them on the map this year, so. I'm excited for that, man. So it's Prince, it's Ziggy or Z Supreme and, and Honcho and uh, Marzi as well. But like, I'm just excited to roll them out, man. It's gonna be crazy. Hey, let me ask you this. Are you more excited to break your artist or a new artist than breaking your sound with a big artist? Um, I think there's more, I think there's more pride in breaking your own artist. You know, I think like it's better to break your own artist, man. That's the best way. because that's how you actually last in the game is having your own artist because like when you build an artist to a certain point it's like that's like you never have to look for placements bro it's like your placements are right there you, you know you you control the, um, it's really just the best way to go man and like everyone who's like all these producers who are popping like that's basically how they how they came up with an artist a lot of them you know so um that's what we're doing this year Dope. And I'm also dropping my own album. I'm also dropping my own album, kind of like a DJ Khaled vibe too, featuring the artist. So that's gonna be crazy. Wow. 
you you doing it like all Toronto? Or are you doing it mixed with the state? Oh, um, without any no. information. Well, right now there's only one Toronto artist on the project so far. So it's a lot of international artists. I got my girl Nyla Blackman from Trinidad. Um, there's a few artists from the UK um, and some big names from the States too. So like, it's going to be dope, man. For sure. Man, no. Much respect to that, bro. I can't wait to hear that shit. Are you kidding me? Yes, sir. Because, bro, like, that's one yes, thing sir, I can get to I'm, is I'm, that Toronto has really started to make waves of their sound. Like, you can't, like, that's now a mecca of, of hip-hop to a degree of Canada. Like, you know what I mean? Toronto's that hub. And it's right. the same type of way as hell as New York, as Atlanta, as it is in L.A. And you feel me? Chicago, Detroit. Like, so how do you feel like you're adding your imprint to all of that? Um, I mean, people are going to see, you know, like I would rather, I'd rather, you know, show than tell, but like, I'll say that, um, I have a unique sound and I think I, I have something that people are really going to like, man. Like I really have a ear for this stuff, you know? So, um, I think I know what's going to be hits and like I have a couple records that are super dope, man. So I just want to continue to, um, just, just honor the legends who inspired me so the boy wonders the 40s the um you know murder beats all these guys who laid the way i want to respect them and um i really just want to put out a project that represents me and represents the city and represents my background and, and everything that we're doing man so i'm, I'm excited no, salute bro salute yes, sir, uh, sir. so uh, before i close out i, I flip my whole thing on the guest I, I do something that most people don't, actually, I've never heard anyone do this. I'm the only person that does this. Yeah. You got any questions for me? This really reminds me of some, hey. This really reminds me of some questions for you. Um, I would just, I want to know, like, you know, because we haven't really talked before this interview, which I think is dope. Like, what's, what's your vision for, for your platform and what you're trying to do? Like, what, what's, what's your vision, bro? Like, and you kind of put the short as Man, I want this show to keep on getting bigger. I have a couple of networks that I've been shopping into and getting ready to go to the next step before this coronavirus hit. Keep on soaking. Like, I've been doing this for a while, but I'm, I'm I've been in the industry for a while. I'm really starting to land on where I'm supposed to be over this past couple of years. Right. I feel that. I feel that. Man. Congrats on you and all your success. That's bro. You're so man. I hope you. I hope you see much success. Thank you. You gave me much love. Bro, that's made love, bro. Man, it's season two, episode 15. I've had the pleasure of having Pit the Kid on my show. I'm talking about, this is one of them Toronto super producers that's on the same level as the boy Wonder Fody. Just, just the, the history that's there. And I've had the, just the blessing of having him on my show. I appreciate you, brother. No, I appreciate you, man. Thank you. You're staying with bro. Yo, what up? It's Pit the Kid. You're tuned in to Contrast Uncut. It's Boys better day, jump around house of fame. Mama said knock you out. Double L, cool J. Time still ticking though. Big clock, flavor flame. That's a public enemy. They see me coming up. I be verse, I'm going flip most squad, bust a bus. Feel like